are now listening to The Awakened Soul. episode 41 of the awakened soul we got a dope episode planned for you guys this weekend i know i say that every week but every episode is dope but we got a lot of announcements to get to this week as well as some uh, you know the 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 in the mind of haze segment this week is going to be pretty lengthy uh, more lengthy than the other ones because they got a couple of things um in my mind that i want to talk about and i know i know i know i know i tweeted out that this episode was going to have a ready player one review unfortunately it's not going to happen this episode it will be its own episode later on this week so we're going to do another two-parter or not two-parter but we're gonna have two episodes uh this week i do apologize for that it's Anyway, happy holidays to everyone. Happy Easter. I hope everyone had a good and great Easter holiday. I'm sure a lot of podcasts are going to be late this week. But even with that said, I feel bad that The Awakened Soul is late. So I just want to, I'm going to add, it's going to be a little extra production quality on this one. Because I always, I have to give you guys a little something extra when I feel like I slack um, a little bit. So be be prepared for a pretty fun episode. But we are going to get into our intro music right about here. And then on the other side of this intro music, it is going to be in the mind of Hayes, uh, where we're going to talk about, I got a few major announcements and, and one really, really deep conversation I know a lot of people are ready to get to. The Awakened Soul. soul. Alright, so we're in the mind of Haze right now, and this has been a wild and crazy week in Haze's life. Like it's been more ups, not very many downs. Um some shock, some awe. Do I want to get into the announcement first? You know what? Fuck it. Let's let's get into the announcement first. For anyone who follows my Twitter, I'm sure you have already seen. Um, let, let, let's go back to the top of this. Earlier, a couple of months ago, with the Black Panther review, so that was that was in February. Me and Oversaturated announced a joint venture we were going to do called the Breaks Radio, and that was going to be a live show once a month that we were just going to get together and do and talk all things. It, it wasn't necessarily just music, um, just movies. It was just going to be something. Um, where the two podcasts came together and we produced a dope, dope show. Well, those plans have changed a little bit. You're still going to get the live show. Hopefully, we can still do it once monthly. But I'm sorry for anyone who's getting a little down by that right now. Um, it's going to come back around. So instead of just the once a month show, we are now going to be doing a show weekly 
But we have actually become the official podcast of 247hiphopnews.com. Huge, huge, huge deal. Um, it's man, when when I when I say the excitement level, and I, and I won't even get into teasing what plans we have uh, going forward with that, but this is going to be huge joint vision. This is something that when it, when it was happening before we even announced it, when when we were just solidifying the deal, and me, Johnny, and Ralph, we were all just kind of in awe for a minute. I think none of the three of us really knew how to take it at first because we didn't know. I mean, we just didn't expect this. Uh, Johnny and Ralph are dope. Oversaturated, I've said before, is my my favorite for the culture podcast, even more than my own. Uh, that's because I hate listening to my own voice, so I really don't listen to my own podcast too much. But um, it, it's it's just a for me, Johnny and Ralph to come together. Um, it's just it's it's crazy how it happened because I lived in St. Louis for thirteen years. Um, Johnny and Ralph actually live in St. Louis now. Never ran into them. Didn't know them. We ran into podcasts when I originally uh, invited Ralph on for the first episode he was on. I, I don't even think at the time I knew he lived in St. Louis. I think that came about just through conversation. And then uh, we had a great show together. Then uh, podcasted with Johnny. I've been on their show a couple of times. They've been on my show a couple of times. And we have a great dynamic between the three of us. Like Johnny and Ralph have already been friends forever. So their dynamic is going to be great anyway. But somehow... By luck, I fit in there as well, um, and we just, yeah, we have a dope shows together, so the fact that we've partnered, um, this is it, not necessarily that it legitimizes The Awakened Soul, legitimizes me, because I'm still not a radio host, nothing like that, I mean, this podcast thing is still a passion of mine, and for someone to see that, and to hear that, and want uh, me to be a part of their website like 247hiphopnews.com isn't a rinky dink website like it, it gets traffic so for them to want me to produce their um their podcast and me johnny and ralph to host it is just it's it's amazing and if everything goes according to the plans that we've been putting together this is going to be this is going to be big and um i want to thank each and every one of you guys uh each listener because you know without the listeners pushing me and interacting and bringing up other topics and you know just pushing me to to add the production quality that i do to the podcast it it just <laughs> it wouldn't be what it was and it probably wouldn't have been noticed like it did so um you know also i've been in a reflective mode but before we get into my reflective mode me johnny ralph uh right now are on top of the world so uh for that I give you this. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Um, but no, seriously, we are excited. We're going to deliver a great podcast to you. Now, with that being said, I've already gotten tweets. Well, how does this affect the Awakened Soul? What's going to happen with The Awakened Soul? Or is The Awakened Soul going away? Is it changing? Listen, The Awakened Soul is my baby. And for I'm not going to lie. For a second there, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll move The Awakened Soul to being bi-weekly. Not going to happen. The Awakened Soul is still going to be every week. Now, it may not be as long. There may be some, some more quick hits um, as far as the way that the shows are put together. But nonetheless... The Awakened Soul is still going to be The Awakened Soul. You're going to get that every week. You're going to hear my lovely voice now three times a week. Um, so it, it, it is what it is. We're building an empire over here. Shouts out to UML as well. Um, because I, I, I this 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 wouldn't have happened without them. This wouldn't happen. Plain and simple. My deal with UML, 
Um, when that worked, my partnership with UML, once that came about, the growth of the podcast went even further than what it was going. And, you know, I'm sure that anything that's happened, any eyes that have gotten put on it since then, that's doing part two as well. Never going to forget UML. Um, I'm always going to be a part of UML, too, until they kick me out, which I don't think that's going to happen. We have too much fun over there. We're all a, a, a great and diverse uh, group of podcasts. We're going to keep delivering the dope content every single week. Um, so with that said, enough talking about my podcast and talking about my ventures. Um, I, no, I did want to uh, we're, we're doing. We're doing the push to 3,000. So we already have over 2,000 subs. We're going to do the the push to 3K. Um, road to 3K is what I'm calling it. So anyone, tell your friends, your sister, your mother's baby father, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> help spread the word. Leave a review on iTunes, which does help get us noticed a, little, a, a bit more every time. I'm still going to do, um, once we get to 50 iTunes reviews, I am still randomly picking someone. To get some of the Awakened Soul merch. So be on the lookout for that. Keep leaving those reviews. And not just Apple Podcasts. Um, but if you, if any platform that you're on allows for reviews. Please leave a review there. Keeping it moving. We have to talk about. A. What's, what's in the news. And that is this fabulous situation. Um, you know. Before we before we get into the actual. My, my thoughts on it. We're going to play a sound clip. Um, from it for anyone who hasn't heard it, which I don't know where you've been sleeping under the rock, but for anyone who hasn't, we're gonna get into a soundbite from that. Like I said, we're up in the production quality since I'm a little bit late. No, I usually don't always insert these uh, sound clips, but we're doing it. Uh, we're gonna listen to that and come back. I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> So that was um, an audio clip from the altercation with Fabulous Emily and her father. Um, so, I mean, for anyone who couldn't quite make out or who hasn't heard that before, that that's what that is. Um, he threatens her over uh, something about a text message uh, reportedly is what it was about. And then her father tries to interject and he threatens her father as well. Uh, he was actually arrested on Wednesday, uh, this past Wednesday, um, for... Uh, for third degree aggravated assault and third degree terroristic threats. And uh, what's been reported so far is that uh, Emily has also uh, she asked um, some of her family members to remove guns from the home because of her fear that they may be used against her or to kill her. Um, and, you know, uh, it's been a lot of stuff to come out of this. Fabulous also threatened to hit her in the head with the baseball bat and that he would kill her, uh, but didn't want to go out like that. It's, it's just. Listen, and I, I don't want to make light of this, and you'll see in the other segment that we have on this, I really have no tolerance for domestic violence at all. 
Any any man who feels like it's okay, it's needed, uh, whatever. I don't even care if it's self-defense to hit a woman unless for some reason your life is being threatened. And by that, I mean if a woman is about to stab you and kill you or shoot you, you got to do what you got to do at that point. But to 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 be to put your hands on a woman at all in any circumstances is not okay at all. And it's just complete and utter bullshit. Um, I'm sorry, you're a whole entire bitch for that. Um, so, uh, fabulous, you definitely get the stupid idiot of the day because you, sir, are a fucking idiot. Um, but. You know, there's still details coming out about this. Uh, there's going to continue to be details that come out about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm putting my stance. Unless, and if something comes out that proves me wrong or makes me feel bad for calling that man that, I will come right here on that po- on this podcast and I will stand on my own too and say that I was wrong. But I doubt that that's going to happen in this case. And it's just silly. And, you know, she's also, uh, she uh, didn't come to her, to her daughter's birthday uh obviously because of, of what's going on um, with whatever happened to her face and, and stuff like that. It's, it's just ridiculous. Um, and this is stuff that it should not be made light of at all. It shouldn't be anything that we joke about. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. And, uh, you know, in something, like I said, you'll hear in the second uh, episode, this, our women need to be protected and we should be the ones that protect our women and to sit there and, um, to do something like this. I don't care how mad you are. It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just silly. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it'll be more to come out of this and you'll hear me talk about it on this or the breaks. Um, as more details come out but as of right now we're gonna move on to the next topic just um just because you know, stuff like this it really does bother me and it, it's not much um that really gets like you can see affect me just because i'm i'm one of those stoic people who are almost always in the same mood but crap like this i just i don't like sitting on too long so we're gonna move on um i'm gonna move on to uh, sacramento uh in which a woman doing a stephen clark protest was hit by the sheriff and the sheriff drove away this was caught on video um yeah luckily the woman did not lose her life um she she was taken to the hospital uh she had injuries to her arm and back of her head of course which you would expect by getting hit by a vehicle um and i understand tensions have been high uh, around sacramento and what's going on in this and you know unarmed another unarmed black man was shot by police um and you know after the autopsy which I haven't really talked about the seven Clark incident too much, um, that he was hit what eight times, mostly in the back. So you, I understand. And it's going, this, this is the type of stuff that in our country is going to get a reaction. It's going to have people on their heels. It's going to have protests. It's going to do all of that. But in which a sheriff in which you would think they would come to a protest to calm down the situation, hit someone and continues to drive off, um, that's that's a fucking issue um so you know prayers out to that woman uh thank god that that's all that she made it out with um hopefully that um the law there uh this cop needs to be charges need to be pressed uh i do want to mention also for anyone who doesn't know it was a white woman so it wasn't a black woman if it was a black woman just those tensions would have rose even more but let's let's take race out of this for a minute a woman who was there to protest got hit by the county sheriff that's an issue and so that's going to continue to contribute to those tensions being high. Like I said, something definitely needs to be ha- to happen to this um, 
this police officer who was in behind the wheel of the vehicle in that sense. So let's call for justice on that. Let's all send prayers to her, her way. And as more details fall out from that, um, I, I will be definitely reporting on those as well. Tune in to Bonnie K and Jay Cream on the Twisted Sisters every other Wednesday at 8 a.m. on UrbanMogulLife.com for the latest episode. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Twisted Sisters 4. Holla! All right, so the last little bit of speculation or news or whatever you want to call it that I want to get on is that Little Wayne was at um, Babies, a.k.a. Birdman's uh, album launch party. So what does that mean? Does that mean that those fences are being mended? Um, does that mean that we could be getting the Carter at, at to, to come out at this point? I mean, regardless of any of the music aspect, let, let's just go over it. Like Birdman and Lil Wayne have had a relationship that's gone back decades at this point. And, you know, it, it sucks to see um, two black men who really have built an empire together in, in, in several different aspects uh, to have been pulled apart by whatever it was. Um, and so if that's if that's being pulled back together, they're coming back together and mending those fences um I mean, that's, that's just a good look overall in general. That's a good thing for everyone to see, um, to be able to, to happen. Like you never let drama get in the midst of family and they are definitely, uh, people who, you know, they're looked at as family, looked at as a package deal. Uh, they, they consider each other that as well. So just hats off. I, I wanted to mention that is because Lil Wayne, I've always been a Lil Wayne fan. I mean, hell, we had a whole Lil Wayne retrospective, me and Andrew Bello on this very here podcast. And we talked about um, how the Carter's been held up due to drama and the legal stuff. So if that if that's being mended, we definitely wanted to talk about it on The Awakened Souls. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a brief break, another musical break. We're going to come back on the other side of that. Um, I do have Ayana from... Uh, I'm just saying, which the ladies, I'm just saying, just popping in and out all over the place here. I may also be in their podcast here shortly, but, you know, we have a dope conversation about the Me Too movement. Some of the origins with it that she was able to educate me as well, because I didn't know this. You know, that movement dated back further than 10 years. So we do a little conversation on that. We're going to get into some music and I'll see you guys on the other side of that. have a returning guest this time by herself though miss ayana from the i'm just saying podcast what's going on hello hello good evening how's your week been going <laughs> it's been going all right actually going pretty fast so thank goodness for that it was a bagel <laughs> wednesday today at work it was bagel <laughs> wednesday i did not partake i'm trying to stay away from the bagels i mean limiting carbs <laughs> is always good right exactly <laughs> Oh man, uh, my my week is going all right. Um, I almost died today, but besides that little situation, everything's going good. Okay, that's alarming to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> you mean you almost died? Um, so I'm. I recently got my tire changed at Firestone. Um, 
which this may go into slander, but oh well, it's the truth, so <laughs> fuck it. Um, so I got my tire changed to Firestone, and this was a few weeks ago, and I'm just driving. I'm going down the street, leaving the grocery store. Not even driving. I don't even think I was driving over 30 miles an hour, and my tire just flew off my car. Oh, <laughs> my God. And so, like, I lost control of the car for a minute, and all I could think about is if that was on the highway, which most of my driving is on the highway, I would be dead right now, potentially. Uh, so, okay, so yeah, Firestone's gonna get a piece of your mind soon. Oh, absolutely. I'm. They open up at seven. I'm waking up at six forty, and I'm just gonna, as soon as it, as it turns seven, I'm calling them and giving them a piece of my damn mind. My car's there, so they better fix my shit. Hey, and for free. Oh. That goes without question. I wish they would call me with the price. I'd be like, okay, well, go ahead and pay it. Uh, thank you. You can pay yourself. Um, yeah, no. They should, they should pay for distress as well. Exactly. Distress, potential death, like all of it. Just um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till I talk to the claims department. But uh, enough about that. Let's get into more positive news. So I do listen to the I'm Just Saying podcast. And all I heard was tequila, Mexico, and twerking. Which <laughs> everyone who knows me knows tequila is my drink of choice. Not just my alcohol of choice, my drink of choice. So right there you had me. Tell us about your trip to Mexico. Oh, it was amazing. It was like 85 the entire time. Um, it was a free trip, so bonus. And uh, it was just a lot of fun, you know, getting to know my coworkers, um, getting to know even like upper management, the president, the vice president, and just having a good time with them. Um, we, you know, talk business, but at the same time, we just we had a, a genuine good time with each other. Um, lots of alcohol, lots of good food, and just, you know, sunshine and relaxation. So it was definitely a good reset to have, especially in the middle of a, a busy season at work. So I'm very thankful. So I'm going to assume that um, now while you were doing all this drinking and stuff, you happen to promote the Awakened Soul to all your coworkers and your bosses and everything. So I, I should have an influx of new listeners this week, right? My job is not to know very much about my podcasting life. So That's why I said no. my podcast. <laughs> my podcast. This is completely different. And then somehow they will find their way to mine. And yeah, no, not going to happen. <laughs> I guess I can understand that. So basically what you're telling me is I should have never invited you on my podcast. That's what I'm gathering. Not true. I share it with everyone else outside of work, but inside of work, they don't need to know what I do or what I talk about. I know, especially this week's episode. I had to uh, clutch my pearls. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, but I'm not going to give any spoilers away. Anyone who wants to know what I'm talking about, go check out the I'm Just Saying podcast, dope podcast, if I do say so myself. Um, of course, it's 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 dope. I mean, I was going to throw some I was going to throw some shade at, at Shanice, who's like my my adopted sister at this point, but I won't even do that. I'll just, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> you better leave that girl alone. Listen, you don't understand what she randomly DMs me like. It would be like, hey, good morning, fuck you. Or, hey, good morning, you're ugly. Like, that's what type of stuff I get. Like I said, she's truly <laughs> she's truly like a little sister at this point. I'm like, wow, Um, okay, yeah. She means well. It's she does. Love. She does. She's, she's, she's dope. You, you guys are all pretty dope, but... um. Yeah, so I wanted I wanted to start this off a little lighthearted. I didn't want to jump right into it, but we are definitely here to talk about something that is really serious and not as lighthearted, but very important to talk about and discuss and something that 
I get really upset and sensitive, I guess is a way to say it about any type of rape allegations or anything like that. Um, I have six sisters. I have two daughters. So it's not an easy topic for me to talk to talk about, but we are here to talk about the Me Too movement and uh, some specifics come out of that and th- some things that spun off of that. But overall, that's what we're here to discuss. Um, so when you hear uh, and see the Me Too movement and everything that's happening with that now, what, what are some of the first things that come to mind? Eh? Um, I think that it is uh, a very important movement. Uh, the reason that it was started was mainly because um, it's not necessarily all uh, women get acknowledged uh, when they go through something as traumatizing as uh, sexual assault or se- sexual abuse. Um, a lot of times we see these stories that are blown up about um, white women that are sexually assaulted or sexually abused and everyone's in an uproar, but a lot of times they, they tend to to forget about the, the women of color. And uh, that is the main reason for the Me Too movement is to uh, really let women of color as well and minorities know that they are not alone, uh, that it, it, it does happen and uh, we see you and we hear you and we're here for you uh, and we support you. Um, I think that this, this was actually started almost 10 years ago. And uh, it, it's only been brought up now because of the whole Harvey Weinstein story and everything. And um, just these these mainstream women coming forward about their experiences. And, and sometimes, you know, it's like when, it, when a white woman says that they have been abused or assaulted, it's like, oh, my God, oh, my no, oh no, we must do something about it. Um, but a lot of times when a... Uh, women of color does say something um, it's kind of like what did you do wrong what did you do uh, to cause that to happen to you so the Me Too movement is extremely important not only to to all women but to mostly uh, women of color now do you think um, that it being a difference in the way it's treated when it's a white woman versus a black woman do you think that that has roots in slavery and how our women were frequently raped Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it was a normal thing for uh, black women to to be an object to their master. And um, it, it was almost like the, the whole dynamic of uh, being a slave and, and being a, a woman um, was basically you are owned by a, a white man. And at times the the missus of the house was jealous of the slave um, because their husband was ultimately uh, using that woman and abusing her. Um, and it, it's, it's almost like they made it seem like because we are more shapely and uh, we have darker skin and uh, we have this different aesthetic uh, that is almost exotic to other men uh, and, and white men don't, white women don't necessarily have that. They're, you know, they they kind of wonder what we're doing differently, and it, it's it's never the case. It's more so that uh, we were an object to them, and we weren't a, an actual person. Um, and they could do whatever they want with us because they owned us. That is very true, and you know a lot of that um, as well as that black women back then, and not even women. They were like these were girls that were a lot of times raped as well because black women do develop or show a little bit earlier and white men at that time were just like 
like you said, it was they were that was their property, so they felt they could do whatever with. And I definitely think that that's ingrained. But to to move forward, um, you mentioned how the Me Too movement was actually this is a ten year old movement, and that was something I I did not know before you sent me this article about uh, Tarana Burke. Is that how you pronounce? I believe that's how you pronounce yes. her name. And Tarana Burke. So that's something that definitely opened my eyes because, of course, you know, once something gets uh, mainstreamed and becomes this this whole movement on social media sometimes some of the beginnings in the the where it started does get lost and does get missed and i have to commend you and hats off to you for opening my eyes to something and thus now we're talking about it on the awakening so for anyone else who didn't know about it who's learning about it here the first time we definitely want to thank you for that a and so uh I mean, where, where do you want to start with this? So this is, a, like you said, a, a way older movement than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Started by Toronto Brooke, who um, I believe she was uh, talking to a 13-year-old girl who had been sexually abused. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, take it take it away. I'm, I mean, you're you're obviously a little bit more educated. Well, not a little bit, a lot bit more educated than me on it. So I definitely want um, to turn it over to you because I, I want it to be done justice. Um, well, uh, the reason why this, this is so important to me is because it hits close to home. Uh, the, when I first heard about the Me Too movement, it was actually the same time everyone else did. Um, like I said, when the whole Harvey Weinstein, uh, scandal had come about and almost like 85 women have come forward, um, saying that this one man has, uh, assaulted them or, um, intimidated, intimidated them in some way, uh, or sexually abused them. And, um, it wasn't until, uh, someone, I believe it was an actress, Alyssa Milano, if I'm not mistaken. She um, actually had said, you know, if you've ever been assaulted, uh, hashtag me too. And she had no idea about uh, Tarana Burke or this movement at all. Um, It wasn't until someone else brought it to her attention. And thankfully, instead of just taking it and running uh, with it and kind of not giving uh, Tarana the acknowledgement, um, she instead partnered with her and uh, made sure that this movement was well known. Um, The thing that I really wanted to touch on was though um, kind of the uh, abuse of the movement in a way. So uh, in some ways, some, you know, some women are kind of misconstruing uh, what it means to be sexually assaulted or sexually abused. And uh, unfortunately, it it kind of casts a, a shadow of doubt on those that have actually um, been sexually assaulted or sexually abused. So um, that brings me to the the story that I had sent you uh, earlier this evening about um, Aziz Ansari and the situation where the the young lady, Grace, she had essentially had a bad date and um, she felt as though, you know, she was saying, uh, in a nutshell, me too, I have also been sexually assaulted, but in this case, she really was not. Um, and and there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, people trying to define what exactly it was because it was creepy. It was inappropriate. Um, if anything, it could probably be harassment. <laughs> but uh, and no one's, you know, downplaying her situation or her story at all. But um, I just wanted to let it be known that that is that is not necessarily what me too is covering or what it's what it's standing for and we you know we stand with her we stand with grace we understand her her 
her being upset and her her sadness in the situation that she was in. However, that um, it, it kind of puts a damper on what the real cause is at hand. So, yeah, absolutely, it definitely is a difference between, um, and, and that goes back to what I said too: is that a lot of times these movements take on a life of their own, and once they become um, this popular on social media, like everyone wants to tell their story, which they should. I don't want to shame any. Everyone should tell their story. Let's get it out there. Let's shine that light on the dark areas of Hollywood. I've said that before um, on um, when we've talked, kind of talked about the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein situation before in the Awakened Soul. So I want to make it clear: everyone should get their story out there. But let's not take away from the seriousness of something like Me Too, which is about something far deeper. Um, Again, that kind of sounds insensitive, not necessarily right. deeper, but it's a it's a different meaning behind the YouTube movement than what exactly. Grace went through. And um, they both are shouldn't happen like w- both should be eradicated <laughs> out. But there is definitely a stern difference between the two situations. Absolutely. And um, so the, the whole basis of the Me Too movement is pretty much uh, empowerment through empathy. So we, we kind of want to we want to help our sisters out. We want to um, build each other up and have them understand that they, you know, they're not alone. A lot of times victims of sexual assault do not come forward. Uh, they do not speak their truths. They, they do not uh, report uh, those crimes, a, a significant amount of them actually don't at all. And uh, they really keep it to themselves. And um, I think it's important for those to understand that, you know, they are not alone. One in six American uh, Americans have been sexually assaulted or uh, sexually abused. Um, I can say that I was one of them. And it was a you know, a situation where I I did feel like I did not know anybody else that went through that situation before um, until I got older and understood that, you know, it, it, it wasn't just me. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't um, anything that I could have controlled. Uh, and it's unfortunate how, you know, people kind of want to place the blame on the victim and say, you know, what can you have done differently when a lot of times it is more so, you know, it's, it's out of your control. You're feeling as though you don't have any power in the situation. Uh, whereas in this situation with Aziz Ansari, um, the, the woman did have the opportunity to leave. She, you know, this, although he was persistent, he was not aggressive. He was not, um, overly like forcing himself onto her and she could have left at any time uh, and did not. So, and thank you um, for opening up and, and talking about your own personal experience. Um, I, I can't stress enough how important it is for people to have someone or just to be able to hear someone that they can relate to. Um, and that's that is the power of the Me Too movement is that it's taking a situation in which a lot of people go through and feel like they were the only ones or that they don't have anyone to talk about. And that's some of the power that can be in social media nowadays as much bad that comes out of social media, as much pointless stuff as it's used for. To, when it's something like this that can connect people, this is where you start realizing what what we take for granted can really be a powerful, powerful tool Um so I and I, I definitely I, and I don't because it's a, I'm sure it's a sensitive topic to talk about and I don't want to press at all about it. But I definitely want to thank you for being able uh, to share that 
with the listeners of the Awakened Soul because that I'm, uh, right now I can tell you right now just that little bit is going to help a lot of people. Absolutely, and uh, I I just want to be a help to other and a, a voice to others to to know that they're they're not alone. Um, I'm not ashamed of my story. I'm not afraid of it. Um, it's something that I you know I faced as a child and. Um, I have been able to, to grow with it and, uh, not all victims are, um, as I guess, I don't want to say strong, but, um, they're not as, uh, they're not, they can't easily, um, overcome things, uh, you know, PTSD does come from, you know, very tragic moments and, um, I have been uh, lucky enough to have a foundation uh, in my family and uh, in my friends to be able to uh, really, I, I didn't go through it alone. You know, I, I was never put in a place where I needed to, to face that, that type of thing alone. And um, I've come to terms with it and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part of my life. It's a part of my story and it's made me a stronger human being. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you though, is um, there are men that don't necessarily get like the, you know, when sometimes we, we have these discussions, they don't typically understand, well, like what, what can I do? Am I supposed to ask every five minutes if it's okay to continue? Um, what is consent? Uh, what does it like, when can I, what are the, the nonverbal cues and what are the verbal cues and how do I know whether or not she wants it? So, um, like, how do you, how do you think you know? Like, how do you know? Well, hey, I would, I would, I would say that if there's any form of no, stop. Don't try to mm-hmm. convince later. Don't think, oh, well, I can do this, and then she'll say, right then and there, stop. That's that's the key thing. That's the easy thing. Now, as far as the nonverbal cues, the body language, and I've and I've said this before on, I believe it, I don't think it was on The Awakening, so I think it was on another podcast, but. The thing is that men, you have to, we have to take accountability for learning and seeing more than just past what we may want or just past the fact of, oh, she didn't say no. You have to. Body language is very real. It's clear. Most people will say they don't want to see it just because, I mean, they didn't see it because they don't want to see it. Men have, we have to hold ourselves to higher standard. Our women have to be protected. So as far as like how, uh, do you pick up on that? It's simple. If she's not going for it, then then stop. Like, don't press sex. Like, it's. I think if we take away the focus on sex so much and just focus on getting to know our women, get get enjoying spending that time, it will. You don't have to worry about that. Like, so many people, so much stuff is focused on sex. So many people are so worried about that. Like, where is the old, not old-fashioned, but where is the just enjoying someone's time? If it happens, it happens. Like, a woman will make it clear if she wants you. And if it's not clear, then take it as a no. Like, I just, I, we need to do better. And I don't really have all the answers, but we do definitely mm-hmm. need to do better as a gender. Like, as as men, we need to do better. And I don't know. I, I try to do my part. When we had the consensual rape episode, it's it's that's that's the episode I'm thinking about. It's it's we just have to we have to hold ourselves to higher standard. There there can be no room for gray area. If there's a gray area, take it as a no because it's 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 just safer to do it that way, and you gain more respect doing it that way. Absolutely, totally understood. And um, like, what about? 
Because there's so many different situations that you can put yourself in or that you can be in. And um, there's so many gray areas. Like if you're both drunk or if one person's drunk and the other one isn't. Like what do you do in those situations? How do you define, you know, what what is right and what is wrong when you're both intoxicated or when one of you is intoxicated? Well, if if you're both intoxicated, see that that's where it gets difficult because if someone's intoxicated, they in some way don't have control that they may not remember, and not that that's an excuse, but that's harder to manage in a sense. Um, but as far as if one's intoxicated, specifically if the woman's intoxicated and the man isn't, that's where just being a damn gentleman comes in at. Like, why why would you even why why would you even try to push sex? If you know she's in, even if she's slightly intoxicated, you run the chance of a her not being able to tell, you no or not realize what's happening and, and waking up and it being a whole situation. So why even put yourself in that situation? Even and that's the thing, even I don't want to say that this is this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse. So no one use it. But even if you don't care about the woman being intoxicated you should care enough about yourself to not want to put yourself in a situation to where you can wake up the next morning and and you get arrested for for taking advantage of someone being intoxicated like just make sure she gets home safe go the hell home like it's stop like it's just again stop worrying so much about sex like it like i said if you if we stop focusing as men and not all men do this but if we stop focusing on sex so much and focus on taking care of our women treating our women right if that becomes the focus a lot of a lot of that gray area stuff goes away not saying it'll go away 100 percent, but it does deal with a lot of potential situations that you can get yourself in it's just if that was your mother or sister, what would you want somebody to do? Like people get so caught up in in other things and what they want. It's very simple. But if that was their mother, if their mother called them and said, hey, I was drunk last night. This guy had sex with me. They'll be ready to kill somebody. But if it's them, it was, oh, well, drunk sex is best sex or some stupid shit like that. Like I hate seeing shit like that. And I'm this is. I'm trying not to rant too much here, but what what do you think about what I said? What what are some things that you would like to see men do in situations like that? Oh, well, I mean, the reality of it is a significant amount of sexual assault does happen in in colleges. And I think that boys are not necessarily taught these things or they don't learn these these moral values that you speak of about, you know, just just doing the right thing and understanding that, you know, if you have sex with this girl while she's drunk, you're probably running the risk of being arrested the next day. They just don't get that. Like that they're coming out of high school, they're in college and college is all about drinking, having fun, having sex and doing homework. Like that's um I mean that's that's what their focus is and um they don't realize that it's it's the real world and you know there are uh real repercussions for your actions. Um we can talk about the the kid that um, raped the the young lady that was drunk, and he only got like six months in jail. What was his name Tyler or something? Um, yeah, he uh, he he did, he barely did it any time for it. But it was just like um, you know, he didn't realize what he was doing was wrong, 
And it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, where is that learned? Is that learned at home? Is that learned, you know, amongst your friends? Is that learned in school? Like, how do you figure out that, like, what you're doing is not right? If the girl is drunk, you should probably just be like, yo, I'm, you know, go to bed. That's it. We're not going to do this. Instead, they're like, oh, I'm about to get my nut off. Like, and that's it. Like, you know, that that that's their goal. That's what they're trying to do. So it, I think it's it's really difficult. Like, you know, when you get older, it doesn't necessarily happen unless the person, you know, is genuinely a, a creep and a bad person. But when they're younger and in college, it's kind of like, oh, we're just having fun. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. And at this point now, this generation, we have no excuses not to teach our sons better because of this Me Too movement. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, college for a long time was... Well, it still is. Like you said, it's, it's it's where a lot of sexual assaults happen. Um, and a lot of times men were protected because, oh, they're students, like they're kids. Mm-hmm. Let's all that's that protection is going away. And so we need to, like I said, prepare our sons for better to protect themselves and women. And um, yeah, it's 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 definitely times are changing and they much need to change because mm-hmm. it was just I mean, it, it was bred into kind of the college lifestyle in a sense and that needs to go away absolutely and i do see a lot more like you know even when i go visit my alma mater there are signs about consent and making sure that you know consent is a thing and like consent is sexy now so um they're trying to push that that agenda which is good um but i sometimes i wonder if people aren't really reading into it because we also have you know these colleges that are pulling in a lot of money and when they get reports of sexual assault they're trying to cover it up exactly. because <laughs> it looks bad on the school so it's 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 a vicious cycle but hopefully you know we've we've caught the ear of somebody uh that 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 needs it so yeah hopefully i mean and and that's what this is all about that's what the and you know when me and you were talking about what we were going to do this episode and you said that your the topics that you want to talk about sometimes are too serious or too dark i'd never shy away from stuff like that because when i started when i said i wanted to do this podcast i wanted to do stuff that was going to cause thought and conversation that was the basis of this podcast and i want to thank you for bringing this because this is it's always difficult, I think, as a man to talk alone to talk about stuff like this, because there is a different point of view, a woman's point of view that I think absolutely needs to be had in conversations like this. And I've learned a lot from you. And I'm just saying and I don't say that as like to blow smoke like me and Shanice, for example, her explaining to me. And I think you had a tweet about it, too, but I saw it afterwards, which I, I felt like you were throwing shots at me, but you weren't. You didn't know. Um, oh, no, I had no, no. idea. <laughs> but her, her, her explaining to me why I shouldn't use female the way I do, why I should say women or ladies. I honestly had never thought about it like that. That's just something that, as a man, didn't cross my mind at all. But when she explained it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I seem like a dick when I say that. So, <laughs> And so, seriously, I, I want to thank you. For being you and coming here, sharing your story, talking about this, but also what you guys are doing. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying is fun. It's funny as hell, but you guys are doing some great work over there. So I definitely, definitely want to thank you for that. Thank you. Really appreciate that. That's awesome. Oh, you feel so. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> nice often. So let's just go ahead and keep moving. We don't want to hang around here. I don't want people thinking I'm nice. I'm not. Um, All right, moving left and right along. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but seriously, is there anything else that you want to add to this? And I have something that I'm going to ask you. And I'm going to ask you, Aaron, I'm putting you on the spot, but I don't want to lose uh, uh, lose topic on this. Um, No, I just uh, recommend everyone check out the Me Too movement. Um, that is Me Too. That's M-E-T-O-O-M-V-M-T dot org. Um, just to learn more about it, uh, see what they're doing uh, for those uh, young ladies that, you know, have been victims of sexual assault and uh, survivors of sexual violence. Uh, it's, a, it's a super important movement. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, and I, I stand with these ladies 100 percent as a survivor. Um, and absolutely. I, I mean, I love y'all. <laughs> And let's all stand with our ladies. Let's stand with our women. Let's support them. Let's uh, let let's let's be the generation of men that start, like I said, making our women feel safe again. Not saying that there is there has not been any men that do that, but let, let's 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 do better, people. Let's just do better. Um, thank you for that. A. I I, I want this is what I was going to ask you. I'm putting you on the spot only because I love talking to you about serious stuff. I love getting your insight. Um, have you seen all of Seven Seconds yet? I did. Yes. Do you guys? Did you guys have any plans to talk about that? On I'm just saying. No. Two weeks from now, I need you to come back. Me and you, we're gonna do a review on on seven seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to rewatch it. But I watched yeah. it all in one day. So. Oh wow! Oh, you were. Yeah. It took me three, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. I loved it. So yeah, I, I'd be glad to come come back and watch. I mean, not watch. <laughs> Come back and talk about it with you. All right, people, you heard her. She says she's gonna come back. So if I do the review and she's not here, that means that you guys can <laughs> something send all, send all hate mail her way. Um, no, but Ayana, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, thank you again. Tell the people where they can find you and also your podcast. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as One Lucky Lady. That's O N E E L U C K I I L A D I I. Um. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> finding that. Um, but you can find I'm Just Saying Podcast um, on Instagram and Twitter as I'm Just Saying Pod and uh, Facebook as I'm Just Saying Podcast. All right, Ayana, thank you for that. Thank you for joining me. We're going to take another musical break. As you know, we do here on The Awakened Soul. This time uh, on the other side of that, we're going to come back with... One of the first segments from the Breaks Radio on 247HipHopNews.com. That is a review of Prime 2, which I definitely wanted to include in this podcast with me and the boys from Oversaturated. I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hyped this review um, because it was a follow up to one of my favorite 
rap albums maybe like easily in the last handful of years if, if not ever like i love the original prime uh royce five nine dj Premier. um we got oversaturated in the building so before i get i know you guys can hear the disappointment on facebook before we get to the disappointment let me introduce my brothers we got first up johnny what's going on johnny what's happening how y'all feeling Probably better than us talking about this album. What's going on? We also got Ralph in the building, the other half of Oversaturated. What up, CEO, man? We back. I was just saying, man. Break shit. Break shit. <laughs> the Breaks is back. This is the team of the Breaks. But um, yeah, And I don't want to make it seem like I got all negative to say about this album, because I, I do have some positive to say about it, too. But uh, before we get into the nitty and gritty of it, overall ratings for this album. Ralph, I'm going to come to you first on this one. If you had to assign a number, one through ten, just so we can, just so they know what to expect from this review, what what are you giving this album? Oh damn! Uh, and that's the thing, especially with rating this album, it's, it's tough because uh, it's Royce and it's DJ Premier, so it's like I can't, you know, slander it per se, right? But me, I'm probably going to give it a six. <laughs> I, I, I can not, agree with that. It's not really doing too much for me. Like I can listen, you know, I. There are songs that stick out, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? But it's just something about this album that's just a little off to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. Johnny, what, what number are you giving this, man? <clears throat> so, I actually kind of feel the same. I think I'm going to give it a six as well. But let me say this. So, I actually listened to it a second time. So, I listened to it like when it first came out. If I hadn't listened to it a second time, I probably would have gave it like a three, four-ish. But now that I've listened to it again, I have to say probably six, five and a half, six. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to give it a six and a half too. And um, my my issues with this album, and I mean, it's still better than most of the shit that's put out nowadays. So that's why I struggle with not liking it as much. But when you put out a classic album and then you deliver something that's okay, like, and I try to separate my hype for this album from what was actually presented. And right. I think when we get into actually me us talking about it you you every uh, the listeners will understand what i mean by that but um yeah it's it was okay man i mean and it just sucks because two two all-time greats in my opinion um to have an album that's just okay i I just expected so much more yeah and i think the problem with this is right we hate sequels everybody hates the sequel but there were no expectations for the first album like not like this like, you see that, you know, DJ Premier and Royce got together. You're like, oh, that's dope. But the album is fire, like, like all the way through. And then you give us a sequel. It doesn't live up to the hype. Now it's kind of like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have called it Prime. Like, maybe this... we should call it something else. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know that's right. the name of the group, but, you know, still. Could this be considered a sophomore slump? Yeah, it probably would be. And, and I want to say, I mean, the Book of Ryan releases in a couple of days, and I am extremely hype off that based off the first single. Um, so I think yeah. Royce is gonna he's gonna bounce back pretty quickly. But here's the thing: Royce wasn't the problem on this album, at least not in my opinion. I mean, Royce did what he could do with the production on this album. Um, he he has a hundred different styles on this album. Royce is the, probably the most versatile MC in the game right now. Um, so he sure. did his thing, like he. He, I don't feel like he faltered at all. I feel like he did the best with what what he was given. I think the production is what suffered here. And when Premier uses so many samples, and he sampled basically one artist throughout this thing, it just this album from a production standpoint felt uninspired for me. And I think that's where the album started going wrong. 
I can't I, I somewhat agree with you. Like <clears throat> so the first actual song, I think it was Black History, that beat sounds like the opening theme music to like a James Bond movie. Like it's it's terrible to rap over. It was horrible. But then as the songs progressed, I think the beats got better. And another thing, compared to Prime 1, I think the beats per minute on Prime 2 were a lot slower than the first Prime. So you can't, I don't want to say you can't really compare the two because the the tempo of the beats were different, which caused Royce to rap differently. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, I, and I think that's where I was struggling with it the first time I listened to it because it's like I was like why these you know why these beats so slow like it's it's just it's too slow for me but once i listened to it the second time and tried to separate what i heard from the first one it's like okay i get it the boots are sl- the beats are slower um it's a little bit smoother and now i can actually get to what royce is saying now cuz if the beat is trash I, I i can't get past that and listen to the lyrics that's just how i am honestly so that once i separated the the first prime from listening to the second prime, I think that kind of made the album a little better for me. Okay, I can understand that. Ralph, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I just think like what what basically what we're all getting at is like that first half of the album is very, very slow. It's very hard to get into. I think by the time the middle of the album, I think by the time those features pick up and the production picks up, because I think the second half of the album is actually better. Like, I'm not saying it's phenomenal. I just think it's good. Like, you know, like the, the crit feature, the big change feature. Like, I like how, you know, the Southern MCs are coming into this, you know, on this project and kind of flourishing. I mean, Rhapsody, she's from North Carolina, so she's Southern. So, True. <laughs> so I just enjoy and that's a, and that's a shame to say that I enjoyed the features on this album when it's really supposed to be, you know, Royce. Like, a, it's almost a Royce Forest the five nine album essentially. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it is. Um, mm-hmm. What did, what did you guys think about? Uh, you know, you mentioned features. Yeah. One of my favorites, surprisingly, on here, and this is because I'm not really a say big it. fan of his. Say it, say it. I know you're gonna say it. Say it. Yellow Wolf. Oh no, I thought you were gonna say Two Chains. Oh well, <laughs> no, I'm a fan of Two. I'm a fan of Two Chains. Oh. Like, it's uh, especially when Two Chains is featured on a lyricist song, he always steps up. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. And it's 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 crazy because in like any two chains when he does his own thing, it's two chains. You know what to expect from a two chains album. But I mean, from a song. But when he's featured on someone who actually has some lyrical talent, I swear it's like it's like he needs to be in the room with someone who actually lyricist. I'm not saying he he becomes a lyricist, but he he gets a little bit more experimental with the wordplay. I feel like his cadence is a little bit different. I always dig 2 Chains when he's on the song with a lyricist. Facts, because he killed that chloroseptic remix. He ki- like, for real. He murdered it. Murdered it. Y'all, but- know, what's, y'all know what's crazy about that two ch- the, the song 2 Chains is featured on? It's called Flirt. Yeah. Um, The first, like, I would say eight bars, maybe, from 2 Chains and Royce, I think they both sampled a cadence from different Eminem songs. I can't put my finger on the one Royce did, but Two Chains, he sampled the cadence from uh, "The Way I Am" for those first like eight bars. Did y'all notice that? I did not. Hmm. I'm not even gonna say I, I did, did not notice that, but I can't argue with you on it either. Like you know, I'm... yeah, I, I just thought that was dope. I thought it was interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. Two, Ch- Two Chains has. Well, I think he does his what he needs to do for his albums to sell, but I think there's there's more of a of a rapper's rapper somewhere in Two Chains' mind, like. I, I, I firmly believe that. I just wish he would let it out a little bit more. 
Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I was surprised that I actually liked Pretty Girls like trap music. Because he wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was like, he had like heavy bars on the album, but I enjoyed the songs. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, But a disappointing feature on here to me, and this is because I, this, this has been the year of me getting into Dave East. Like mm. I, w- I did not feel I did not fear error, error at all. Like he disappointed me. Agreed. Man, <sighs> wasn't this the wasn't that the lead single for this album? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't listen to it when it <laughs> released because if I would have listened to it and I didn't like it, I probably would not have listened to the album. I'm not gonna lie. But I, uh, I yeah, I hate that song. I, like I, I get the message, but that's always been the lyrical rapper message in this in this time. Oh, I'm rapping in the wrong era. I heard that message so much from you, like Royce, Joe, you know, Joel, Cricket, you know, all the Salter House camp. They go, they have a song like that every project. Yeah, like I, I, we get it. Just rap. Like I, I uh, I'm sorry. Just, and even then, the production on that song wasn't that great either. So it was still hard to even really listen to what they were saying. Yeah, Davies. Yeah, now Davies is clearly a rapper that should have came out like, like when mixtapes were like really, really popping, like Dipset, Fab, DJ Clue, those type of guys. He should have been out right Ro- then. Dave Davies is a more refined Lloyd Banks. That's what Davies is. Like if you really look at it, and when you say he should have came out during the mixtape era, who was mm-hmm. that? Who was doing the thing D- Davies is doing now? It was Lloyd Banks. Lloyd. He he yeah. he he's a and he's a better rapper. I think he's better a better structural rapper as far as creating a song. But uh, Banks was just a, a bar uh, aficionado. Like he yeah he can come yeah. with the punchlines like nobody else. Davies is a better overall rapper, but they still fit in kind of the same lane to me. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. That makes sense. Uh, Ralph, what was your, what was your favorite feature on the album? Uh, I mean, honestly, it was between the people I named. That's why it came to my mind so quickly. Rhapsody, Crit, or uh, Chains. But if I'm going to pick one, honestly, I would probably say Crit. Crit, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't figure that. And I, and I like, and this is the thing, I like Rhapsody. I think Rhapsody was trying to match Royce's intensity on the song. So I didn't really care for it so much, but I acknowledge that she went hard. I just feel like she. Have you ever heard somebody try to rap too hard? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that. That's just my personal opinion about it. Like not to sit here and say Rhapsody can't rap or the verse was whack. No, 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 no. Personal preference. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't think she tried to come too hard. That's actually my favorite feature, uh, Rhapsody. <clears throat> um, she, <sighs> that woman can rap. Like it's yeah. it's refreshing. To see or to hear a woman rap the way she does, like you can't really compare her to other women rappers because she just raps. Like, does that am I? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, I mean, we, I think we I think we talked about it before when we talked about Rhapsody. She she's just a rapper. She's not a, a female rapper. She's she's right. A, a, she's a rapper. She's, she's a rapper's rapper. Right. So yeah, Rhapsody. Rhapsody is my favorite feature. Yeah, I could feel that. I could feel that. What's your overall favorite song in the album? I think I'm gonna have to go with Rocket. Um, I was listening. I was listening to the album on my way home from work today, and the I think Rocket has the best beat on the whole album, and I think Royce rapped the best on this song on that particular beat on this whole album. It's either between Rocket or Do Your Thing, but I, I have to stick with Rocket. What about you, Ralph? Oh man, I'm going Everyday Struggle. Royce's first verse on Everyday Struggle. 
bruh. Like, um, just the subject matter that he was talking on, it's just kind of like he encompassed everything, but it was just the message of basically, you know, wanting to support the youth, not really shun them away. Like, so, like, <laughs> Royce really wants to support those, you know, I'm going to just say the Takashi 6 of the world, but, not, <laughs> you know, he really wants to support them, but, you know, it's a struggle. Like, and they, you know, had the Joe Budden flips and all that type of stuff from the, the show, but... Right, I, I enjoyed it. And the beat was dope too. So, how funny? How funny was it that the song is called "Everyday Struggle" and like the first like two bars he mentions Lil Yachty and Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah, like uh, that was crazy. So, CEO, what was your favorite song overall? Um, I don't. I want to say "Flirt." Like, I really, really, I think "Flirt." Maybe it's not my favorite song from like a rapping standpoint, but I it's maybe the one I'll play the most on this album, if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely feel you on Everyday Struggle and, and Made Man was dope as well. Like it, so, following that is the mix between those two. But Flirt is probably where to get the most play. Like I'll probably play Flirt when I'm fucking working out or something. Like yeah, yeah. That's what's up? Yeah. So um, I mean, I mean, we pretty much. D- ran it down i mean so what do you guys think are you so prime three let's say prime three is uh announced in another year or two you guys gonna still be excited for it no i'm i won't be excited for it but i will still listen to it and what i what i hope if they do announce a prime three or if they decide to do it what i hope is that they hear this interview they hear this uh review (laughs) and then they I don't want to say try to recreate what they did on Prime One, but try to evolve from Prime One, the 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 production from Prime One, and try to evolve that for Prime Three. Because I can tell that DJ Premier tried to do something a lot different on Prime Two, and I don't I don't I don't think it really caught like it should have, or like he wanted it to. I feel I, this to me. This album overall just feels rushed. I think yes. that's the best way to put it. It just feels rushed. It. And it's been what two? No, it's been fucking four years since since the first prime. Yeah. Um. It feels like they just at some point was like, you know what? Let's record prime two, and then they got it done in like six weeks. Like that's what I feel like it may have happened on this album. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, maybe, was, maybe he was trying to. Oh my bad. Go ahead, Ralph. No, I was just gonna say I wasn't excited when I seen they announced prime two. To be honest. Really. I like I, I because you can't like it's hard to recapture that stuff. That I hate sequels, album sequels. <laughs> Break, you know, we should do that on breaks. You know, don't don't steal that nobody. But you know, right? <laughs> al- rap album sequels haven't necessarily been the best. What's been the best rap album sequel? It has to be the Blueprint Two, right? Or the Carter Two, if you want to go there. That's the mm-hmm. only thing. Like, I mean, I but that's that's a lightning in a bottle. Like, how many times have we heard? So we, it, I'm coming it, with the a Thug Motivation One Hundred Two, or like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, in other know, words, if you're not Jay Z, don't do a sequel. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, what what who else has had a dope rap album sequel? Like, I, the Hunger for More. Speaking of Lloyd Banks, was cool, but it definitely wasn't the original Hunger for More. And then documentary two, documentary two was good, but it wasn't the original one. Yeah. Like you know, like I I hate album sequels, man. Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP two wasn't wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, no. nah. Food and liquor two. Ooh, yeah. Let's see. No. Not I like. Food, I mean, I like food and liquor too, right, but it ain't but food it, and liquor. Nowhere near the first one. <laughs> and so, don't you hate? Like, don't ever give it that name. Like, just you know, try and find something else. And I feel like that's a little lazy too. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm I'm struggling to think of any other good. I'm rap so I'm, I'm definitely trying to like, think of like some a rap fire rap like. 
Ooh, I got it. Only built for Cuban Links Two was hot. I don't know if okay. you guys are big Raekwon fans, but that was that was a dope sequel. I know about the first one. I can't say I listened to that. Yeah, oh. same here. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, still, that's okay. We named three. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a good percentage. Yeah, I, I know somebody else can. You know, I know when the, the episode drops, somebody will have something else. But excuse me, I don't really oh. know too many. The Carter two. Yeah, I said the Carter two. Oh, you yeah, did? You okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But it's like, but when he start doing three, four, five, like oh, yeah. which one is he trying to five now? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I mean, Birdman ain't letting court, the quarter five come out. You don't need to let it come out, man. <laughs> it, well, I mean, at this point, the Carter the Carter Five was recorded in like 2014. Like, music has completely changed since then. Like, does anybody yes. want to hear four year old references in a new album? Nope. Well, T Pain and Lil Wayne released uh that T Wayne album that was recorded in like 2008, True. 2009. <laughs> I mean, I didn't listen to it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Rap album sequels are tough. Like, but just you know, getting back to the original point, like when I seen it, I was like, mm, like here we go. And that, like, just going off predecessor, you know, predecessor precedents, it's just like, mm, I don't really know how I'm gonna feel about this when this comes out. And I mean, needless to say, it did, you know, not surprise me that it wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe it's a contract thing. You think it's a contract thing? I doubt. Ah. Uh-huh. Are they under contract? Yeah, I don't, I don't they're independent, aren't they? I don't know. I, I mean, well, in today's music climate, you you can just do projects and drop them whenever you want to, especially with names like Royce and DJ Premier. So you don't have to do a contract, you know, obligation type of thing. But with Book of Ryan coming as soon as it did, you know, as it is, it almost feels like that's you know the reason why Prime kind of suffered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and let's let's talk. Because I I cannot end anything on talking bad about anything with Royce Five Nine involved in it. I just can't do it. My 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 soul will not allow me to do it. <laughs> Booker Ryan anticipation levels for Booker Ryan. Go, going off the sequel, I mean, no, I'm sorry, the last album and the first single. I'm I'm expecting good things. Yeah, layers is layers is what? Where do you rank layers on? Not counting Prime. On Royce Five Nine solo albums, because I think it, I think it may be his like second best work. Mm. I I not I, I can't rank all of Royce's albums because I don't, I really just didn't start listening to Royce's uh, solo projects until Street Hop, and that was like two thousand nine. So um, out of what I've heard, yeah, I think it's his best album. <laughs> See, success success is certain is just. I, that's oh. a dope album to me. So I, it's oh, hard for me to put layers above success is certain, but layers is right there. And Rock City is slept on too. Like I, Rock City is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, he was beefing with all the Detroit cats around that time, so yeah. that's why people slept on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody fucking with Royce. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to uh, the Book of Ryan and from the. From listening to the first single and listening to the title of the album, it sounds like he's going to be telling a lot of stories. Like, maybe every track will be a story. So if the production is great, I mean, I'll be highly, you know, anticipating it. But as of right now, it's just like, okay, you know, I'll wait for it to come out and I'll listen. But I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm like excited to listen to it. I feel that. All right. I mean, hey, that's it, man. We'll be, I can't wait for Book Run. 
Maybe we'll all get back together and talk about that on, on the next yes. episode of The Breaks. We got to tease The Breaks a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Johnny Ralph, tell the good people of The Awakened Soul where they can find you if they don't already know. Well, uh, if you want to follow me outside of the podcast, of uh, The Mind of Ralph, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, everything lit. And you can find me on Twitter, um, John B. Oh, that's J-O-N, two underscores and the letter B. And if you want to follow us, Oversaturated the Podcast, um, we got links to everything on oversatthepod.com. All previous episodes, links to social media, merch for sale, holla at us. You guys know already, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Send any feedback to theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, God. Yeah. SoundCloud, goddamn it, everywhere. If there's a place where you can get podcasts, uh, we recently just launched on on Anchor as well, so we're everywhere. So just check out the Awakened Soul, um, <laughs> Johnny Ralph. Thank you so guys that's again it. for joining that's me. That's episode 41 of the Awakened Soul in the books. 41 episodes down, we're making our way in our chuck to episode 100. I know we got a long way to go before we get there, but considering the <laughs> number of podcasts we'll be kicking out, we'll make it there sooner rather than later. I want to. Shouts out to Johnny and Ralph. Shouts out to 247hiphop.com. Shouts out to UML, Urban Mogul Life. Just shouts out to everyone who's been a part, who will be a part, uh, who listens everything. Send me any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheWakingSoulPod at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you with this song. And I'll see you guys next week. Come on, let's get them. This year election was trash, so I need therapy bad. These rappers is gas, these rappers is actors, and these movies terribly cast. I'm finna kill it, compare this track to a strap in the mask. This sound like an old shot of your blast from the past. Yeah, that's your ass. Come on. I ain't feeling you niggas, that shit ain't appealing to me or the city I live in. We really don't feel it, cause you could be nice with the lyrics, but it ain't got the real nigga feeling. Now real niggas feel this. Fuck opinions, fuck your niggas, stay in and hate them off. I should become a dentist. I'm the blemish on your finish. When you think you're riding fly, you wanted to come and get it. I'll admit it, couldn't go another minute. Hearing all the shit that niggas try to mimic, so I'm about to try to roast an Eminem until I kill it homicide on anybody siding with it I am Richard Pryor fire lighter to a diaper hot shit I get excited by the shit that you liking cause you sounding worse than the niggas you biting fuck all you niggas I'm second to none it's my time right now and every second to come scary cause I'ma keep spitting cemeteries till I'm in lyrical heaven with pun none of you niggas is scaring me none you know where the fuck that I'm from the city where houses get raided you know how we play it tell granny to bury the gun yeah. real nigga that'll flip worse with your niggas to be just worse tell them in a bit of them if I get them in this first cause I'ma make a motherfucker hot if I dish you in this verse nah it's looking like you niggas just curse you and my girl need to switch skirts fuck the world till my dick curse. God damn, this shit'll make a nun mistrust. In my hood, the big niggas depot and Debo. Matt Hardy, you niggas, delete them, delete them. They waiting for me to come speak for the people. The fiends on my street, they compete for a needle. Man, what's fucking with me from here to Toledo? Ain't sleeping till all of my people is eating. Cause back in the day, all they knew how to feed us was swingers and Cheetos, Doritos and Fritos. Feeding my eagle, these toes, I bet she them my cheap them. I never mislead them. My daddy told me it was cheaper to keep them. Fuck a bitch, fuck tricking. I don't even retweet them. Nice, it's lost even regular against Ricky Steve. Stitches get stitches in my hood, they end up in ditches. So you don't believe them? Ever see your pressure at the end of casino? Oh, they take pride in that. No sympathy for nobody who ain't in line. Cause your body getting fine with that. How I feel to the major labels, everybody y'all sign is whack. Remind me that when I react, the time we at pussy niggas, copycats, copy raps. I will not be that. I'm on y'all ass 24-7. Copy that.